rings hollow for me the the brands who jump on the on the hashtags and the and send deals and all this sort of stuff and you see ridiculous things like all women international women's day why not treat yourself to a makeup palette and you're 20% like, percent off what? when you use code her street in like, stores yeah and you're like i mean i'd rather have less of a wage gap but sure i'll take a makeup palette um, but um but at the same time you could argue that that then um increases the um the platform of it and it needs to to the conversation for her by her this episode was recorded in the pod at White City Place. Hello everyone, you are listening to the Conversation Podcast, obviously. I'm B, and today I'm joined by some fantastic women to talk all about International Women's Day and all of the amazing themes that go alongside it. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. We've actually got somebody who was a special guest on one of the last episodes, but she's now here as a regular. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, um, hello everyone, my name's Josephine. Um, so yeah, the, like I said before, this is my second um, podcast. Um, yeah, I do a lot of things in my spare time. I write, um, I'm trained to be a therapist, general creative stuff, um, but very happy to be here. Yay! Ooh, welcome back! <laughs> welcome to the team, Josephine. Thank you. Oh, for me, okay, Queen Pete here. I'm joking, it's Priscilla here. They paid me again, so I'm back. She currently has like loads of chocolate, like the Cadbury's chocolate. Why are you trying to That's what we've paid you in. Why in chocolate fingers? The last episode I was on, Georgina was going on about, oh, Priscilla's surrounded by sweets. People are just going to imagine me as like Miss Havisham of chocolate. <laughs> Wedding dress made of chocolate. Yeah, right. Oh, wouldn't that be fantastic? So yeah, I'd not for that. Messy. No, that'd be disgusting. No, it would be bad. Um, hi, I'm Zulika Lebeau, aka She Wolf Diaries on Instagram. Follow me mm-hmm. if you uh, like cool things. <laughs> Leg moi. Um, so let's jump right into the episode. I kind of wanted to ask you, ladies, who is your favourite historical figure? Historical. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? Do you want to go? Yeah, sure. Um, Taking the mic. (laughs) Taking the mic. Um, A woman who I'm really kind of loving the work she's doing at the moment. She's not so much historical, but her name's Marion Williamson. Um, She is an author. She's a speaker. She's a kind of spiritual leader. She's doing some really good work um, in the States. But her main ethos is all about kind of love and forgiveness and kind of getting back to a sense of self and connecting with ourselves and each other and I just think I've listened to quite a few of her talks and yeah she's just got a lot of a lot of good things to say yeah a really beautiful speaker so that's my one so mine is a woman called Katie Sandwina and Katie Sandwina was a strong woman and a circus performer in the early 1900s. And she was like six foot one, and she was just like an absolute babe by all accounts. She used to carry people, like six or seven people at a time. She had an act where she lay on a bed of nails and then somebody put an anvil on her and then people like walked across her as well. Oh she was just incredible. She was um, also a big kind of, um, poster woman for the suffragette movement of the time and she had she had two kids she did her act right up until giving giving birth to her like each one of her sons and she was just an incredibly strong yet feminine 
woman and I think she's just awesome to be honest and Google her Google her mm-hmm. um, oh my gosh I'm really bummed because I actually can't remember the name of the person that I've picked she's from Uganda and I can't remember her name so I'm just going to have to put that aside and just pick one that most people know and that's Rosa Parks and the reason mm-hmm. why I'm going with Rosa Parks without sounding too cliche is because I don't think people understand how balls oh no, let's not say ballsy how tipsy mm-hmm. you have to be <laughs> tipsy to, to like Nips first. Come, like, to say no. Mm-hmm. And to just, like, stand up for what you believe is right because you're human. Like, when I, every single time I like, think about her or come across, like, texts about her, I just think, God damn, I don't know whether, I actually don't know whether I'm that titsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she was titsy and she was willing. Like, a lot of these people was, were willing to die. They were willing to be beat up. They were willing to be, mm. you know, tossed to the side because of what they believed in. And... Because of people like her, you know, within certain spaces like the UK and like America, you know, black people are doing are doing their damn thing, as they should have been anyway, but unfortunately circumstances were like that. So I have to say I stand Rosa Parks. Love that. And actually, mm. that's interesting because I've chosen somebody very, very similar. I've chosen Claudette Colvin, mm. who was the young girl who did this the who refused to give up her seat on the bus. A few months before Rosa Parks, she was 15 years old. She was arrested um, and it kind of sparked the Montgomery bus boycott. um, Mm. And the reason why she wasn't adopted as the, um, I guess, the figurehead for Mm. the movement was because she was 15 and she was a single mother. She was very, very young and she was pregnant and um, she was also much darker skinned than Rosa Parks. Um, and I think it's incredible if you think about how ballsy Rosa Parks was, who'd been involved in... Titsy. T- sorry, Titsy. <laughs> yeah, Titsy. She, she, think about how Titsy she was when she'd been <laughs> involved in the civil rights movement for years yes. and years. Imagine 15 right. years old. Mm. Yeah. Um, and pregnant. Uh-huh. Mm. And, being, and being able to be... And then to be tossed aside because she was from a, a lower class and because she was pregnant. Um, yeah, so she's... I mean, this is such a good... Um, segment for me because actually one of the other audio projects that I work on is all about historical figures Um, Claudette Colvin was one of the people that I covered and she's just a really cool person so look her up look up her story but they Mm. both obviously Yes, not no. to diminish. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not they're both well. amazing. Both There's incredible. room for them at mm-hmm. the table. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. Um, and I think yeah, it's interesting to talk about um, kind of raising the profile of different women in history. To the we're talking about International Women's Day today, and that was uh, it happened a couple of days ago at the time of recording, and the theme for this year was balance for better, and it's kind of trying to promote a, a better gender balance uh, when it comes to history, when it comes to projects that are happening at the moment um i want to know what you think of the theme and what balance for better means to you guys because it's something that can be um kind of what's the word that i uh identified as differently for different people Mm -hmm. Um, yeah yeah it can it can be exclusory to some and meaningful for others right yeah it can be picked apart in different ways so what what does it mean for you basically balance for better Mm. Alright, uh, shall, uh, shall I go? Yeah. Um, I think I think the idea of balance is like actually quite contentious because when we say balance, we mean that the scales are equal, mm-hmm. right? 
and everyone thinks of the scales of justice or Libra if you're into astrology or whatever. But the, the interesting aspect of it is that I don't know any one person whose life is wholly balanced. And I feel like it's one of those bu buzzwords that gets just like tossed mm. around. And it's this impossible kind of uh, like this standard that everybody is trying to reach and to achieve, um, but you don't quite get there for a number of different reasons. And I think that realistically what we should be striving for is just to have things like in terms of at least legislatively equal. Mm -hmm. um, because balance in your life is is a very subjective thing, and it matters from person, and it differs from person to person. Yeah. So you can't necessarily say, oh yeah, balance for better across genders, because like that means you're realistically balance is only between two things, right? Yeah. First of all, we only think of it that, and there's more than one gender, so we have to incorporate that into the conversation mm -hmm. before we mm -hmm. even think about anything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think balance, you know, it can mean different things to different people. It can, it's almost, it's not arbitrary, but it's, it'd be difficult to actually pinpoint, okay, what is the balance here? And I think in terms of a, a personal dynamics, maybe um, at home or in relationships, you can strive for a balance because that's a dynamic then of two people that you can kind of negotiate and you can decide, okay, what do we feel is a balance between us both? But I think you're right, because in terms of like, you know, legislation and politics, balance to me feels a bit too kind of, a, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but maybe amorphous. It needs to be mm. something that would be more um, finite. And that's yes. where I think a word yes. may be more like equality and actual, you know, fixed yes. um, laws in terms of fairness. Yes. Yeah. And equality would need yeah. to yeah. be. No, I completely agree. I think... It's interesting because I'm going to have to echo what Salika said there about buzzwords and I throw this around quite a lot. I'm, I'm kind of a little bit fed up with um, how we chuck words around. Um, I think it's easy to say balance for better because it sounds like it's good, but then when you actually delve into it, you start to like ask yourself real questions like, what does balance actually mean? Mm -hmm. And balance for me is not going to be balance for you, so therefore can we really have a general conversation about mm -hmm. balance for better, better for who? You know, um, mm -hmm. who are, Who's benefiting from this balance? Mm -hmm. Are we considering everybody in this balance mm -hmm. and I think I, I kind of have the same views when it comes to terms like diversity and equality and it's it's like yeah okay you can try and create um, formats or platforms to tick these boxes and say oh there's balance there's equality but because we're humans it's so much more complex mm -hmm. and I think the key is to actually open up conversations that allow people from different groups whether it's gender race class to have conversations that then set like you said president um, and, and we can then put policies in place or we can look at laws that protect people a bit better um, as opposed to it being, oh, we're going to do this so that women can do that and men can do that and whatever because I might not want to do something that you deem to be something that everyone should have access to. So, mm. you know, it, it, there's a lot... Mm. I get I get where it comes from because it's really easy to nitpick, but, yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting because kind of looking through... Um, International Women's Day each year has a theme and the themes kind of range from very, very vague, so like balance for better, which can be interpreted, that was the word I was looking for earlier, interpreted ah. <laughs> in different ways, um, to quite kind of outright obvious. So there are things like um, 2004 was women and HIV AIDS. That was the theme. Right. What I mean, I guess, what does that 
mean it's just kind of um women and decision making there's investing in women and girls um and i guess the whole idea of this theme is they're trying to make it more I think it's useful because it gets people it gives people a thing to talk about yeah because a lot of people don't know how to engage in international women's day i feel um there's a, a lot of different ways that people go about it and i mean there's been a lot of discussion this year about the inclusion of brands and corporations and mm-hmm. businesses jumping on mm-hmm. the yes. um the cause basically and mm-hmm. i wanted to ask what your opinions of that were because Interestingly, International Women's Day was started by a group of socialist and communist women. um, And their whole thing was about making sure that feminism was not just for middle class women and that they were saying it's we cannot have feminism unless we um, kind of get rid of the link between feminism, like feminism and capitalism. basically. Yes. Yes. Um, So how can we celebrate International Women's Day thinking of that origin and move through celebrating the cause when we live in a capitalist society is it possible to do that and sever the ties or should we just give up and let them run away with their hashtags and their t-shirts you know what brands will do what brands need to do yeah it doesn't matter you come up with something that hits a a nerve of sentiment and i promise you in a couple of years time they realize it's caught on it's like hashtag feminism hashtag this Mm. and then it does become a bit I think the issue then is who buys into it because yes. a brand can't exist without customers or consumers. Mm. And at the end of the day, it's very easy for us to nitpick and like bash our heads against them. Why are you? Because this year, especially, I mean, I've been, this is our third International Women's Day celebrations, Women of Power. And this year in particular, there has been such an increase in brand involvement mm. on events and on like um, merchandise and like endorsing like little campaigns and I, I get it because it's easy to jump on the wave but the, the real sentiment's not there let's be honest it's not mm. they're just you know it's all about as we said the hashtags the follows the retweets mm-hmm. you know creating content that's going to be posted and shared so that it turns back into revenue for them so I think Instead of us kind of saying, oh, how can we keep this sacred? We've got to hit the reality that this is what brands will do. Mm. And as humans, we buy into them all the time. Mm -hmm. So the key is that if for you, you want it to mean more, then you need to make sure that you're hitting more um, groups or platforms that you believe are actually doing um, stuff to actually benefit the cause, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like going to events that you can kind of see is a bit, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, plastic. Yeah, plastic feminism. We're doing an event. See, we're doing an event for to celebrate the theme. Mm -hmm. But with uh, what we're trying to do, twenty fourth of March. Twenty fourth of March. Everyone come. Mm -hmm. Um, But what we're trying to do with it is we're trying to spin spin the conversation. So we've got two big panels, and one of them's going to be discussing balance for buzzwords. The other one's going to be discussing authentic, um, the authentic, exploring the authentic steps to. exploring the next steps to authentic balance yes Mm -hmm. yes. so for us it's about delving into what this actually means Mm -hmm. and having a panel that's very representative yes yes and that's what's key for us i think it's difficult once you have a day yeah mother's day father's day whatever once you have a day it becomes that day i'm one of my friends she's a headmistress at school and the parents said so you know why aren't you doing something for i don't know whether it was you know international women's day or some kind of day and she said we're not doing it for this day because we've embedded it within the curriculum Mm -hmm. you know within our ethos as a school every day it's not something we need to you know we recognize it every single day we Mm -hmm. don't need to kind of join a bandwagon to join Mm -hmm. it on this day and i think once you have a day it becomes this day this kind of sexy thing like international Mm -hmm. women's day when really 
actually, you know, as a woman, as women, or, you know, anyone who cares about the rights of women, it's something that should permeate really every single day rather yeah. than just one yeah, I agree. Day. I agree. I agree. But I will say, I will say this in regards to days. I don't. I used to be a bit of a Scrooge when it came to celebrating things on specific days. But I do actually value what those days can bring in terms of like digging into um, you know historical or historical figures or. Um, celebrating the women around you like Zalika I'm going to have to shout you out because you did it on social media and for real she shout out a lot of the women that are influential and beneficial in her life and Mm -hmm. it's nice as a friend when you see that and you're like oh my gosh like I mean a lot to you and I know it's a day and we've got the whole commercialising of it but it also can mean more to you if you want it to Mm -hmm. I think that's where I fall with the although I um, kind of find it I, I it rings hollow for me the the brands who jump on the on the hashtags and the and send deals and all this sort of stuff and you see ridiculous things like oh women International Women's Day why not treat yourself to a makeup palette and you're 20% like, percent off what? when you use code Herstory <laughs> in like, stores yeah and you're like I mean I'd rather have less of a wage gap but sure I'll take a makeup palette no I'm um, but um but at the same time you could argue that that then um, increases the um, the platform of it and it makes makes me more people talk about it and although mm-hmm. um, the people so Clara Zetkin and Teresa Malkiel who kind of were two figures who were instrumental in starting International Women's Day they probably would be turning in their grave mm-hmm. at the same time now more people are talking about it than just in socialist and communist circles mm-hmm. so there is definitely a balance yeah. to it to the conversation <laughs> yeah. um, but then when we talk about obviously there is no getting away from the fact that it will be kind of celebrated by different people in different ways mm. um, what do you go think about the um, men joining in in the conversation and how can men be good allies when it comes to International Women's Day there's an interesting thing that I specifically want to talk about which is there's a comedian called Richard Herring who every year has been on Twitter and he goes through all of the men asking when is International Men's Day <laughs> and he responds by saying when the date is yes. and he does it in funny ways but I then love this guy. he's been doing it for a lot of years But recently, especially this year, there's been a conversation about whether or not this is actually being an ally. Because what he does is um, somebody noted that on International Women's Day, there was only one person who was trending on Twitter, and it was him. It was a guy. Um, And what he was doing is anyone who follows him, their timeline, rather than being filled with stuff about women doing stuff and, and about feminism and activism, it's filled up with their having to see men saying nasty things about women and going, when's our day, when's our day? Mm. Some people were going, actually, this isn't really helpful. You're kind of just jumping on a cause and trying to make it about yourself. What do you think? Hmm. Interesting. In that, okay, so in that situation, I have two viewpoints and they kind of contrast and they sort of go together. Number one is that he's been doing that for a really long time. Really long time. And I don't necessarily believe that the, the issue is actually with him tweeting back to men and saying, hey, you know, International Women's Day is this day and blah, 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 blah. I think the issue is that men only seem to Google International Men's Day when it's International Women's Day, <laughs> right? So that's that's point number one. Point number two is that the, the real issue in that situation is actually with Twitter and the algorithm mm-hmm. because there are plenty of women 
talking about International Women's Day. And the reason that it, it gets it gets retweeted is because this guy has been doing this for so long mm -hmm. that the algorithm recognizes his tweets more than it recognizes other people's tweets. Mm -hmm. And so if people realistically want to combat that kind of phenomenon, talk about International Women's Day more, man. Mm -hmm. Man. But yeah, talk about <laughs> it more. Talk about it more. There's only one way, like a consistency... <clears throat> consistently being an ally. And I don't necessarily think that he's making it about him on purpose. Maybe it's it's a byproduct. Mm -hmm. But the the point is is that if if you are somebody who objects to a man being centered in the conversation, continuously tweet about women um and femmes and center them in the conversation and then the algorithm will pick you up. And I don't want to be victim blaming here at all, but that's just my personal feeling about mm. it. Yeah. What about you, Josephine? What do you think that men can do in on days like this to be good allies? I think in general, men can just have a bit more awareness. Mm. I think in general, I think in general, men can have a bit more compassion. Mm. Um, and again, yes, on this day, but in general, I think in general, men can have a bit more or be willing to cultivate a bit more of a self-awareness. Um, and I think be willing to listen, you know. I, I think a lot of men maybe think of International Women's Day and just kind of think, oh, you know, something else for women, that, you know, men are vilified. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that's quite a kind of um, prevailing view. And I think, I think at the most, just be willing to entertain a different point of view be willing to think, okay, like, what is this? What can I learn about this? What can I learn about myself? What can I learn about my relationship with women? You know, and be willing to have that kind of viewpoint. And I think from that would be the springboard to so many things. Like, you, you know, I don't think there's much more that you'd have to do other than, you know, present yourself with an open mind, mm -hmm. some compassion and empathy. I love that. Love that. Yeah. Me too. I love that. that. that deserves yeah. some snaps. <laughs> some snaps. <laughs> um, I love that. But um, I would definitely say it's very similar to you. It's two contrasting views, but yeah, they pretty much work hand in hand. I think it's about time, and this is what we're trying to do with the event that we've got as well, that we open up the conversation to everybody. Because the problem is when you're consistently passing a specific mem um, specific message within a, cer a certain community or group of people, it's only it's just going around. It's like like they say with echo chambers, it's just like yes. blah, 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 blah. we all know. Yeah. yeah, there's no point in doing that. I think in order to move forward, we do need to be open as well as women or as anybody who considers themselves a feminist or whatever to ha have these conversations and include men and include gender non-conforming people in these conversations as well because there is no way we can move forward without that and I do think sometimes women can be very um, territorial when it comes to the whole idea of, of, of feminism or, or supporting women's rights or whatever you, however you want to identify and that just wedges the gap a bit more um, and at the same time with men you need to be open to listen and you also need to be open to attend you need to be open to ask constructive questions mm. <laughs> stupid questions like why do we need this day we need this day because mm. you're asking me why do we need this yeah, day exactly. that just Simple goes to show that. why we need this day mm -hmm. um and in, in order and that's how we can kind of like you know then then move forward and that's what we're doing again like i said with the event because we think 
we can't do we can't explore balance <laughs> without having everybody in on the conversation um and i do see some women on like twitter and instagram and they they're very much like women rule the world women are the best so i i'm not really with that narrative i'm going to be really honest with you I, I think it's it's counterproductive and it continues this whole it gives certain people more of a leverage to say this is why we don't support what you guys are doing because it seems to be like you're trying to bash men mm. when this has <clears throat> never been what mm. and i will say this like boldly women of power is never it's not established for that reason i'm not here to say that men or anyone that maybe doesn't identify as a as a woman is less than mm. no we simply recognise that women are dealing with certain issues alike and these issues, unfortunately, are suppressing us. So mm. we need to speak about them. Mm. So therefore, we have this platform to do that. And I think people just need to be open to that fact. And you know what? This year, I received so many messages from my male friends saying happy Women's Day or happy... Inter- and mm. I was really... That really warmed my heart because mm. it just shows that there's just a bit more community yeah. when it comes to it. Yeah. And I must say, I mean, social media... It's great because you do see a lot of inspiring stuff, but at the same time, if I have to see the phrase, like, boss bitch, one more time, <laughs> oh, my gosh, can you not just be a boss or just yeah. why, lady boss? Like, oh, anyway, yeah. It's that, just, dis- it, it's that distinction, though. I just want to touch on that a little bit because we have all these words for or all these phrases that identify specifically feminine or women or femme something. Like, boss bitch, lady bitch, badass bitch. Like, all of these things. Or, like, woman boss or actress or whatever it is. And I'm not necessarily saying that those words are not useful and don't have their place, because I think they do. And a lot of people identify with those words. Fine. But what I am saying is that if you feel that your whole identity is tied up in a word, the woman version of the male something... Yeah. For real. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, but why? Mm-hmm. Why? Like is there not is there not something else? Is there are you are you not just as valid like as the male thing? Yeah. That you have to have your own word for it or your own phrase or your own hashtag yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm explaining that very well. No, but I get it just it, I see just, bothers, it just bothers me. Yeah, and I don't know if I don't really know if this is in a similar vein, but it's you see things when, when women are talking about oh women being better and all this sort yeah. of stuff and you often see it with stuff like, Oh, we can do better than you and we can do it with heels on. Mm. And it's like, well, actually, when you think about Lots that, why should we be wearing heels to start yeah. with? Why can't we do the same as men and be wearing comfortable trainers? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, not everyone can walk in heels. <laughs> or, in a, or in a wheelchair. I, yeah. I, I do better than you and I'm in a wheelchair. Or in like, one heel. Or, or in one heel. Or with one arm or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's ableist as well. It's everything. And, yeah. and it's just, it's not a rhetoric that's going to kind of, heal the rift that there is between men and women like one-upmanship is not the way to kind Mm -hmm. of you know to unify and and you know you know homogenize it's you know that's it's kind of a cheap shot like okay Mm -hmm. yeah we feel suppressed and we're just gonna go we're no one up from you it just doesn't do anything to you know calm the waters yeah whatsoever counterproductive yeah and and it's mad petty as well (laughs) it's mad petty counterproductive and i think um for the hashtag and the and the buzzword, it works for some people. And as we said, some people's whole concept on or ideas around feminism are based on terms like boss bitch or like you know who runs the world, girls. And like, I mean, this is not the reality. We're actually not having a conversation if we keep mm. passing these things around. Um, it makes for a good Instagram post. I'll say that because it's you know it's pink and it's got leopard print and. 
patterns on it and stuff, <laughs> but it's not the reality of it. And if we're going to move forward, we actually mm. need to start having really serious conversations mm-hmm. and conversations that are not, it's not, oh, yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. It's, okay, let's actually talk. Nitty gritty. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're yeah, hoping yeah, to do. Yeah. Let's yeah. actually talk. Um, there's one thing that has been taught, like raised a lot this International Women's Day, actually, that I saw, which was discussions about intersectionality and about people misunderstanding the concept of intersectionality. Mm. And I think Ariana Grande tweeted, like, if your family's not intersectional, then what is it doing or something else? And somebody commented, <laughs> like... like her, What, coming from her? Yeah. Is she serious? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. Ariana, and, Ariana, all right, cool. And people being like, you can't just tweet that and be like, Done. Yeah, and also you, you, you specifically continuously misappropriate black culture for your own ends when it suits you and then dump it when it no longer suits you. And you're not even Latina. It's just very strange. I don't understand it. It's the new black face to me. I just don't get it. I really, really just don't get it. You mm-hmm. can't. And stop misusing Kimberly Crenshaw's work, please. It's just rude mm-hmm. at this point. Makes me so angry, as you can tell. PSA. Yeah. No, that's okay. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. I'm yeah. going to shut yeah. up. Now. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. People no, are having no. to go on Twitter and say, you're not understanding what intersectionality is. And no. people are just using it and using it as a bud word. Bud, bud, bud word? Bud a word. buzzword. Yeah. <laughs> Banding it about and just being like, done. Yeah. Finished. And not explaining and not having proper conversations about what they feel like what they know it means is very damaging because you cannot you cannot say that you stand for a cause and not be willing to explain Mm. i'm so one for explanation and having a platform that explains you cannot you can't i might not because unfortunately as humans we we fail to empathize outside of our our real realities Mm. like if i'm talking to you about my experience as a black woman and you're going "Mm, you're not listening because it's my real everyday lived experience and I think this is the problem. So if you want to ask me questions, I actually need to be physically and mentally in a space to explain Mm -hmm. because it's not your lived experience. So you might not understand when I'm telling you that I've gone for job interviews and I've known that I didn't get the job because I'm a dark-skinned black woman. And if somebody goes, no, that's not true, you're completely dismissing my reality. So I think it goes down, same thing with things like feminist, same things with um, intersectional... um, I say that right? Feminism mm. as well. Is we're just not we're not we're not having the com- the real yeah. conversations. We're just skimming over it. And it can mm. be a little bit kind of academically um, excluding as well mm. because it's a con- it is a conf- it can be a confusing concept. Mm. And if all you know about it is from the stuff that you see that isn't explained properly, yes. and then you need somebody to come and break down what she actually meant by the concept and what mm-hmm. it means properly. And then okay, if you're going to interpret it in a different way, like nothing we can do about it but you have to at least understand there are people who won't have read the stuff that she's written and won't mm. and will only know and you've got to explain it what it means yeah um, yeah and I think it's two things it, it could be the term itself people are unfamiliar with and like okay that's something new I don't really know exactly. and then when you actually break that down it's like okay if your framework is x and then in in with intersectionality, you're learning about other people's point of reference and other people's views. There's a lot of different learning there on two different levels, but I think it's being kind of open and willing to admit, okay, something I don't really know about, you know, I want to learn that willingness Mm. and then being willing to to listen. And and, and like you say, when someone does say something, not kind of dismiss it and maybe even in an attempt to make them feel better, Mm -hmm. but not dismiss it and and receive it and and, and learn, actually. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Just to say, sorry, I know I'm speaking quite a lot today. Um, um, You got stuff to say. Say it. Say it. it. But there is 
just touching on what you just said there's something that really annoys me and it's the response when people don't know something so mm. I say I don't understand what you mean by this terminology that might be new newly coined within your community and everyone goes well you don't get that or you don't understand mm. it that really really grates on me because again we fail to educate those that need to know what you're talking about so then you're throwing around these terms no one understands you're going what you don't get it mm. and then it just becomes this whole again separation just is further mm. so like if I'm talking to you about something and I, I throw in a term and I don't get it and I ask you and you don't answer me then next time I'm just never going to ask you and we just it, again mm. it's just this whole within our echo chambers we're just passing the same message to the same people mm-hmm. and no one's learning yeah yeah knowledge should not be exclusive no mm. it should not be exclusive if I'm saying something and I do this a lot like I'll say something like whatever and then somebody will say oh I don't know what that means and I'll say oh it means that mm-hmm. that's the end of it Done. that's all you need yeah. to do mm-hmm. just say it means that and it's difficult to say I don't know what that means you yes know? Exactly. so it's difficult for someone to actually True. say to own up to it oh I, you know I, I don't know what that means mm-hmm. so you should acknowledge yeah. that exactly in, in your yeah. response exactly but I think there's also a case to be said for um in like emotional labor and mm-hmm. intellectual labor and very often it's all very well to educate people when they ask but if they're not open to be educated mm. then that's a problem as well because I mean I've had a conversation recently on International Women's Day with some people who it was about um uh I can't remember exactly what it was about but they are they said oh you are really you know a lot about this topic can you explain this and they asked some very basic questions and I explained and then their response was they kept being like well what are your sources Explain this. What are you sure? Do you mean this? I, like, I don't agree. And I was like, you've asked me to explain, not to argue. You asked yeah. for an explanation. You yeah. asked to get a bit more information about it. You didn't ask for a debate. And, yeah. you know, I'd had two vodka tonics and I was not. <laughs> I was like, sorry, I didn't actually bring my ledger of, because um, it was something about science and fe- feminist science and stuff. And I was like, yeah. and they were like, well, which scientist said this? And I was like, well, I didn't bring the names sorry you can google it will probably be the first thing that comes up um and it was this thing that frustrated me because i was like actually it's international women's day and i'm having to i've been kind of crowbarred into this debate that i never asked to have and then i get looked i i look like a um i look like a bitch when i say oh i don't want to do this anymore i'm gonna go now Mm. and then they're like well you're not doing it enough you're not helping us so isn't it interesting that a woman reinforcing her boundaries is a bitch, mm. right? Mm-hmm. First of all, is seen as a bitch. Mm-hmm. A woman reinforcing her boundaries and saying, actually, I'm willing to talk to you about this up to a certain point, yeah. and then I'm not going it going. You know, I'm not going into it any further. The second point that I want to make on that is that people get really confused between explanation and justification, mm. right? Explanation is one thing. That's like you saying, what is the sky? And I'm like, the sky is that thing above us. And justification, yeah. And somebody saying, cool, justification is, but why is it there, though? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know, Google it. (laughs) You're arguing with me on a smartphone. Mm -hmm. You can literally exit this app that I'm talking to you on and Google. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. really that simple. Yeah. And it's interesting that someone will want to get to just specifics and detail Mm. when you're trying to have, you know, you know, a a deep conversation or, you know, talk about International Women's Day. But actually what they're fixating on is, oh, where are your sources from? Yeah. One of them, one of them called me Trump. Well, no, didn't call me Trump. But they said, well, Trump always throws around stuff about science. Well, this scientist said this. And I was like, are you really calling me? You're really likening me to Trump's argument. You asked me because you said that I knew stuff about it. So believe that I know stuff about it. Just believe me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just the disrespect. Yeah. Mm. It's just the disrespect. 
Um, but I mean, when I mean we have been kind of talking about the banding about of intersectionality, but when it does come to stuff like International Women's Day, how can we make sure that our um, celebration and our activism is more inclusive, especially when it comes to women and not just representing certain lived experiences of women? And how can we make it so that um, our activism is include, including trans women, including sex workers, including um, working class women. Um, and I think, yeah, what, what do you think that we can do to make it? Because very often the issues that get brought up around International Women's Day are what are known as white feminist issues. Mm. Um, and especially there's been debates even about whether trans women are, should be allowed to be involved in International Women's Day. And it's like, well, <laughs> yes. Are they, are they a woman? Yes. So, um, well, yeah. So um, what do you think? How do we make this more international? In terms of the trans, I mean, for me, it just feels like it's a given that a trans woman would fall under International Women's Day. So, you know, mm. if you identify as a woman, like, and I, I kind of feel like the gates should be open. There shouldn't be like, you know, you can be allowed, but you can't be allowed. It's, you know, it's it's inclusive. If yeah. you identify as a woman, then, then yeah. this is relevant to you. And or, if you have had experiences that fall under the category of, of, of um, being treated uh, negatively, because you're a woman, then mm. you're a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, does it it yeah. doesn't need to be policed, I don't I don't think, as to, well, you know, your name's not down and can't come in. You know, it should be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's an inclusive thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be the complete antithesis if it were to become this, well, like, well, okay, if, if you feel, if you tick these boxes and this is relevant to you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but as to how to achieve that... Mm-hmm. Um, I know. I keep asking such. (laughs) I keep doing it. I'm like, tell me, come on. I actually want to know the answer. These are deep. I mean, personally, for me, just to echo what Josephine said a little bit, like, feminism isn't some kind of tree clubhouse. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's not like if you don't know the secret handshake, you can't come (laughs) in. Although there should be a handshake. There should be a handshake. Like, yeah. And a tree house. Yeah. But it just, I just. I don't understand that kind of gatekeeping. Mm. Um, and, and who determines that? And who determines mm. that? And also, I feel like it's just such wasted energy. Mm. Rather than looking at, you know, because there was this whole thing, I remember uh, there was like this Twitter thread about people getting annoyed because some someone somewhere had spoken about the fact that it should be, um, that Santa Claus should ha- have no gender. And then another woman tweeted, well, like, this is not stuff that feminists actually give a shit about. No. Stuff that feminists actually give a shit about. Um, female genital mutilation, mm-hmm. the gender pay gap, um, violence against women, rights for sex workers, like, you know, all of this, like, including black women in the conversation, all of these kinds of things, like, nobody really cares what gender Santa is. No. And so if you Except Santa. Except Santa, Santa cares. Well, I mean, is Santa even real? Is Santa real? <laughs> what, what, yeah, is Santa even real? Nice. Sorry. What I'm trying to say is when you misdirect energy away from mm. the cause into gatekeeping, into talking about really trivial matters like that, you, you, you sideline the actual issues that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, I would just say, as a as a group of people who have a collective goal, yeah. we need to specifically ring the tangent bell whenever we go off on a little, like, mm-hmm. segue and come back to the main points. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. And I'm just going to quickly say, um, 
I think we need to be careful when we when we establish safe spaces. They are there for us to obviously, you know, impact each other, talk about our realities, but they are not there to be, it's not like a permanent thing. It's supposed to be, let's grow, let's learn, let's open up. Let's grow, let's learn, let's open up. We can always go back and huddle up, but let's open up. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important. It's very important when you find yourself in, in whether it's a women's-based group or whether you, you run a queer platform, whatever it is, that it does come to a point that we open up the dialogue because we fail to move forward if we keep talking to each other about the same stuff I can't talk to Zalika about women's stuff and keep going back and forth about it and then walk outside and go no one gets us it don't make sense because we're not going to move forward we really need to be open to opening up that dialogue and Mm -hmm. um, and receiving information and also teaching and obviously that's to a certain point because there are some people that are not willing to to listen Mm -hmm. and that's on you that's not on me once I've told you my bit bounce peace that's it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. This has been such an informative episode. Mm. Um, lots of very interesting opinions and things to think about. I'm sure we've given you a lot of food for thought. Um, just very quickly, make sure to follow us on our social medias at Women of Power UK. If you've been at all intrigued by the event that we've spoken about, you can get tickets and find out all your information there. It'll be super, super fun. Please, please go and check it out. And thank you for listening. March. 24th of March. One to six. <laughs> Elevatevarietyevent.eventbrite.co.uk Oh my gosh, amazing. <laughs> At the Curtain Hotel. At the Curtain Hotel, I'm sure it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye.